Is it, do we need to do a content warning? I need to, we need to practice this better because I have to do content warnings usually after. Okay, so, fine. Is there content, a content yes, content warning upcoming. For what? <laughs> Interspecies relationships. <laughs> okay, thank you. Continue. Okay, so. Miss Romy, it's time for us to set sail. Oh my gosh, already? Well, okay, Miss Blossom. Let's go. We're gonna talk This is Blossom Dreary. And this is Romy Romack. Coming to you live from a new location, but the same podcast. This is Talk Ship Get Hip. The only Love Boat, Love Boat <laughs> review podcast show where we review every single episode of The Love Boat and also review our own lives. We speak love boat. We speak lives. We save lives. We sink love boats. <clears throat> We're coming live from our dear friend of the pod, dear friend of our lives, um, Avanchard, Miss Caitlin, um, in her gorgeous hair salon, the the Avanchard Garden, the Chardon. Oh, the Chardon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, also, don't you love our theme song? We have not acknowledged the theme song on the podcast, I feel like. We just kind of snuck it in. We snuck it in. We should uplift and celebrate our musical stylings that we have on our podcast. We do have, I'm a little bit biased um, because I sang it, but I do think we have a really sick theme song. Yeah. Shout out to Miss Jen Echo for writing the music for it and recording it and mixing it and also doing our post-edit jingle. Yay! Right, I don't know if, yeah. I, if we have the post-edit or the post... Do you mean it's like, like the, the post... It's like the thing that plays at the end. It's just another edit. It's a post-episode edit, a post-episodic edit. This episode might be the first one with it because I don't know if I've actually sent that file <laughs> over Oh my yet, gosh. But... I'm pretty sure the last one had it. Okay, good, good. Uh. Miss Blossom is forgetful sometimes we all are but yes we made a jingle i mean it's been canon in our podcast that romy is a pop star she is working on her debut album we should do a check-in of that as well as we're still in our intro segment of our episode you know we're unloading our cargo um but yeah we recorded a jingle together it was my first time in the studio i'm expanding my skill set i'm showing the judges versatility as they say so Exactly. Thank you for thank you and Jen for letting me in on the the, the studio shenanigans. So fun! You were, you uh, slayed the challenge. You had a, a rap verse. You were a real artist. You did slam poetry. You played um, setar. Right, right. I didn't. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Those that wouldn't be my instrument of choice. I don't know what would be my instrument of choice. That, Theremin is always of interest. Ooh. I did play the xylophone, of course, the recorder. But uh, tell me about uh, what is the Romy Pop album update? What can um, our lobsters, our little lobsters around the world, be um, 
gleaning, you know, as a little update to keep us excited for the new podcast or for the new album. Thank you. I do um, have another single we're putting out. It's going to be the third one. It's X-Files themed. It's called I Want to Believe. It'll probably be out by the time this episode airs, or if not, we'll be like coming out right around that time. Um, you know, we're definitely taking a moment, releasing songs as we put things together, but it's actually eerily close to done now, a feature-length record. Go figure. Who even does that anymore? Pop stars. That's true. They do it all the time, don't they? Well, they do, but it's still amazing every time, and especially for my sister's debut, you know, solo, acknowledging the collaboration of it all, but it is solo um, album. You know, that is amazing. And I have heard the single. I've heard demos and versions of the single that is coming up, and the gays are not ready. Thank you. That's very sweet. Or we are ready. We're just so excited to receive it. I think we're all always in a state of ready and not ready. Like we're always so ready, but we're not even ready. Right. Yeah. And X-Files. I mean, what a great theme, aesthetic, vibe to be bringing into your music. You are an X-Files stan from the get-go, from like many other queers that I've met. Oh, yeah. I mean, it explains my relationship with typewriter font, Um, you know, and... uh, Definitely a lot of fashion choices. I was pleased with the image we got f- for the single cover. I was able to find like the perfect suit. Um, anyway, yeah. That's what At it Workshop means. Vintage. Shout out to Workshop Vintage. Uh, yeah. Yes, for dressing my girl. That's what it means to be, you know, a grassroots DIY punk pop star. You are styling, shooting, recording, modeling, uh, doing dances. <laughs> <laughs> Being on film. Um, yeah, so I'm on mocha trees, I guess. We're, we're always doing a million things. We all have to wear a lot of different hats. I think that, as you would know, like in drag, you have to do everything. You actually do everything because you make so many of your own things. There's like so much that goes into it. So I think that just accepting that art in every time we do it is going to be really multifaceted, which is going to necessitate the wearing of many hats. It's just something that we accept, so it comes naturally to us. Because that's what drag is. Drag is doing a million things at once. Anyway, I'm sure some of you know quite well. Yeah, but always let's always uh, affirm how cool drag is. Drag is so cool. I just so, got into it. I heard all of uh, it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm yeah, kind of feeling, kind of feeling a lot about um, dolphin studies right now. Tell me more about dolphins. Yeah, I was going to ask you, what else, what other cargo do you have to unload and check in about before we jump into some other segments of the episode? Before we even do an episode review, we also do have questions from viewers and listeners and fans of Talk Ship Get Hip. Thank you for sending in your questions. We will get to those after our cargo check-in. But tell me about dolphins. Tell me about these porpoises. And tell me more about yourself as well. Okay, so I just learned today, a lot of people already know about, like, um experimental, controversial scientist slash metaphysicist, Dr. Lilly, I think John C. Lilly, or maybe I'm just thinking of John C. Riley. But Dr. Lilly had a whole weird dolphin facility because he was trying to prove that dolphins spoke an extremely nuanced, complex language akin to human language. And uh, he had this really awful, uh, morally dubious set of experiments where this woman 
who worked with him is like forcefully through kind of old-fashioned 60s, 50s teacher Wait, discipline I need trying to, practice, to teach this dolphin English. Is it, do we need to do a content warning? I need to, we need to practice this better because I have to do content warnings usually after. Okay, this. fine. Content, content yes, content warning upcoming. For what? <laughs> Interspecies relationships. <laughs> okay, thank you. Continue. Okay, so... Skip forward a few minutes. So Margaret and the student, the dolphin... Um, had a whole thing because she thought that this was necessary to help him learn English. And he ended up doing this thing that dolphins do where they kill themselves because they just go into the water and they stop breathing. Really sad story. Dr. Lilly invented the sensory deprivation tank. I was thinking about this because Echo the Dolphin was really like a big game for me on Sega Genesis. My older stepbrother played it and I thought it was really cool. I found out Echo was the name of the council because Dr. Lilly, while they were working with the dolphins, would lock himself into a sensory deprivation tank and then be kind of like a telepathic consulate for the experiments via his place in the tank. So he would be, that's how he would communicate with everyone he worked with, um, whether or not people like believed in it or whatever. But anyway, Echo, Echo the dolphin from the game, Echo was the name for the Council of Ghosts from Space who talked to him and told him that he was doing too much ketamine. And that's where Echo, the name of the dolphin protagonist, the titular Echo the dolphin, his name comes from, was a reference to Dr. Lilly's hallucinogen, um, hallucinogen and sensory deprivation induced ghost council who came to advise him on what he was doing in his work. But ghosts from space? Yeah, space ghosts. <clears throat> so this is what I fell asleep to last night. Um, I was in a lot of pain. I have to go to the emergency dentist tomorrow. <laughs> and one of the things I was doing to help myself go to sleep was watch this very protracted YouTube video about Dr. Lilly and his extremely problematic legacy. And I was thinking, like, it's really sad because, like... The shots with Margaret, like the clips from it with Margaret and Peter the dolphin working together is she's like, don't click at me, don't whistle at me, speak in English, don't even think in your own language. And then the dolphin goes like, and she's like, stop this at once. It's so insane. Anyway, thank you for letting me have that moment. Thank you. And content warning segment, um, which I guess is my way of saying we're ending <laughs> conversation but um no I, I mean that thank you for always speaking up for animal rights i mean you have you always bring up animals on our segment check-in and i think that's important because well because they did horrible things they, like yes, back then in did. the 70s people would be like like i don't know they'd be like oh you know here's a chicken and they would just take a live chicken and they would like bite into it at the table that's how people ate back then right uh -huh. um, let's take a part of that check-in, which was your tooth problems. I'm so sorry oh, to hear that you. you have teeth problems. I can slip in uh, a moment that uh, came out of you telling me about this earlier is that I was reminded that um, I thought venereal diseases were tooth problems. Right. Because veneer venereal. Uh-huh. So when you told me that I was going to ask like, oh, maybe you have a venereal disease or a venereal inflammation or an when infection. your veneers get inflamed. 
Right. Or they're just, they just look diseased. Yes. But or they're I, just too big. They're just, I, but now I know that venereal disease is a reference to STI, or maybe it's outdated or problematic language for STIs. I don't know. But um, anywho, teeth problems, terrible. I'm so sorry. I hope the emergency visit goes well tomorrow. Thanks. <laughs> Please let me know. I mean, I will talk to Romy off air how that goes. I'll be enjoying a if romantic luxury cruise to the emergency dental um, slab. Right. Um, okay, I'm going to carve space out now for um, more check-in. Should we keep doing check-in? I would like to keep doing check-in, but I'd like to hear about you this time. It occurs okay. to me, um, especially having watched the show, that like you don't really ever say anything at the check-in. It's always just me and, and some tangent. So, how are you? <laughs> it's not an intentional, or maybe, is it intentional? I'm pretty sure it's a running bit at this point, but it's is it running, going to break this time? It's a running bit. I do kind of have a tendency to deflect, but it's also just because I'm naturally curious about people I love, including you. You are someone I love, and so I just want to hear about you and people I love. But I do love myself also, Remember to love yourself. As you should. And be curious about yourself. Um, yes, we are uh, reporting live still from Pride Month here in Portland, Oregon, so-called Portland, Oregon. We are in Pride Month round two, air horn noises, uh, crying noises for drag artists that are tired, um, but excited, very excited. There is more surgery on the way. I had a busy Pride Month last month, and I'm having another busy, fulfilling, exciting Pride too. Pride too. What comes before wrath or the fall? It says pride. Pride becomes. What is it? Well, first there's the Phantom Menace, and then there's um. What's the next one? Is it Star Wars? Yeah, yeah. Jedi strikes the, the back. The Jedi strikes back, <laughs> and then it's the Jedi strikes back, and then it's the clone ghosts. The Echo Council. The, the Echo Council. I see. Um, yeah, but, and see, now I'm realizing that whenever you throw the check into me, I just say how busy I am, which is quite not compelling, I think. Um, but I don't know. I guess that just means that I need more specific questions when people ask me to do check-ins because my brain is always a million places. You're busy. What secret are you trying to conceal about one of the pieces you're working on? I'm a full-time drag queen now. Yes. Oh, Yes. Congratulations. I, I'm in a little bit of an in-between place between day girl employment, which I have always had since I've been a drag queen. Um, so I'm kind of like joyfully accepting being a full-time drag queen, but also looking around. I've been thinking about going back to my barista past. Very nice. My barista pastista. <laughs> that would be super cute, and that could potentially work well with the drag career. Um, but yeah, day girling, night girling, it's a lot of girling. And even if you're only doing one, you're doing a lot of girling. We all are. Yeah. And it's hard to be a girl sometimes, <clears throat> but I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. That's mainly my check-in. Maybe I'll slip in other check-ins too. Do you have any pieces you'd like to talk about? Uh, my performances? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, shout out to, I think, the last episode I was mentioning a it performance was I was part of. It was before Blow Pony. It was before Blow Pony. So, yeah, we, I don't know if we talked about Blow Pony, but here in Portland, Oregon, um, our dear friends, Michael and Eric 
and other producers and friends and collaborators throw this wonderful show called Blow Pony that for the past 16 years has been going on in Portland at least, but also up and down the West Coast in Denver, Colorado. And your girl got to do the Pride edition of it last month, funly called Queer Mutiny Fest. Um, and it was a lot of fun. I was dancing. I de-pedaled myself in a floral headpiece that I had made and uh, parted the seas of, of an audience. I've always wanted to do that in a number, and that was fun. And, you know, she slayed overall. So oh, yeah. that was fun. Yeah, she slayed. She was a... What's the opposite of a wallflower? A sleigh flower? A sleigh flower. Well, what's the opposite of a wall? Um, a hole? <laughs> you were a whole flower? Yeah. Oh. Well, there you go. You heard it first. Blossom Jury. Whole flower. TM. Silent Hill for the room. Climb into the whole flower. Mm -hmm. Get to the other dimension. Oh, I actually like wallflower. I think there is... There's reclaiming to be done there in Wallflowership. Yes. First, we need to forget all about that book. Didn't they make a movie about it? The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, I don't know. I read it. I enjoyed it. I can't be that, like, adversarial and iconoclastic and whatever the other terms would be. But right. I don't know. Maybe society has, you know, progressed past the need for that book. Yeah. We'll have to check in. It's definitely progressed past the need of... Um, What's the other book everyone reads in high school? Go ask Alice about the, the like fake journal from the girl who was doing drugs and then died or whatever. That was totally fake. Those were all written by this woman, Beatrix something. Mm. Uh, not, and she did several other books that were also narrative fake journals from kids, including one who was kidnapped and abused by a satanic cult a teen pregnancy one, and then the most famous Go Ask Alice, of which they made a made-for-TV 70s movie that's kind of good. Anyway. More media for us to review. Remember, right. we have this growing um, addendum. I almost said appendage. We have this mm. growing list of <clears throat> other, me other media, but by other I mean non-Love Boat-centric media that we will review one yes. day. Maybe that will be like a special episode. All non-Love Boat media, which is... By definition, a lot of media out there sure. that we will review, or at least the ones that we've named on the podcast. Yeah. But th speaking of special editions of things, would you be interested in answering some questions that we've received from listeners and viewers and audience members? I would very, very much like to answer those questions. Um, <clears throat> I do want to make one little last aside before we move on. As we um, should, as you should, please. I'm going to be fleeing town on Wednesday to go back to my native Southern California to visit family for a week. And I have timed it as such so that when I perform at the Coffin Club for Berlinomicon on Tuesday, I'll be able to get out of town should my Ocean Gate Titan submersible number not be taken well by the crowd and the city. I will be escaping cancellation. Um, but I'm really excited to do it. I've got to get, I'm going to have a Titan costume a game controller, a really insane mix to perform, a Titanic outro. It's going to be sick. When Titanic 2 comes out, they're going to cast me as one of the fish in the Titanic wreckage. And so you're telling me, out of just the things alone that you've said today, and also previously before this episode, that the thing you're worried the most about being canceled for is a drag number that you haven't done yet? Yes. Hmm, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I was legitimately worried, so much so that I sent like a preliminary apology. I understand if I can't do it, email to the promoter. And she was like, no, I trust you. So No, it's going to be amazing. I think this episode is coming out Thursday, two days after my sister does a timely, at time of recording, Number. Timely-ish. Timely-ish. Honestly, I should have done this like a week and a half ago. No, but that's that's the timeliness of drag and performance art numbers inspired by current events, you know. Uh, I heard another local queen did an Ocean Gate number and people walked out, so I got a little bit apprehensive and everyone talked me back into it. Yeah. My sister isn't just a, some local queen. She's a local queen with bad ideas. No. Bad ideas, a reign of terror. And a fat ass. Thank you. And a hit list. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, safe travels, too. Thank you. I'll miss you. But Thanks. as a Sagittarius, I am rooting for you and your travels. Thank you. Um, another aside, you should tell us about this beautiful top while I p- uh, pull up the questions on my phone. Oh, my gosh. Special shout out to um, Carrie, Cat Nurse Carrie, for making me this stitched aquage fantasy top, of which I'm pretty sure she and her are not completely showing through. But they might be. And if so, then YouTube can figure it out and do with us as they will. Maybe they'll put us in the YouTube punishment chamber. Wouldn't I like to know? Shout out Cat Nurse Carrie. Thank you so much for making this. She said you should wear it on the show, and so I am. It's fabulous. It's really well made. It's gorge. No, it's beautiful. I mean, there's different patterns on it. For those just listening and not watching our video, it's Romy's signature color, green, Blue, green, turquoise, teal. It has many names. Yeah. Um, but it's absolutely gorgeous. It's a crocheted, I believe, uh, halter, tank, tie, top. Mm-hmm. Stunning. Perfect Seems for the like, summer. Yeah, perfect for wearing on an episode of The Love Boat. Yeah. Um, questions. Mm. If you have questions, send them in. You can find us online. You can email them to us at talkshipgethip at gmail.com. You can DM us. You can, if you see us, if you, if you live in town with us, you can just tell us your question and we'll answer it on it can camera. Be, it can be like literally any question. Yeah. It can be about anything. Yeah, because just as we can receive any question, we can deny any question as well. Right. First question. We have uh, an inquiry here in our Insta DMs about green and red flags when it comes to dating. Mm. Specifically, what are they for you, for me, for us? Oh, gosh. Okay, so green flag is... A green flag. A green flag. Um, Okay, so let me see. Let me see. A green flag flag is uh, smoking weed, of course. It's necessary for me to be able to relate to you on any fundamental level. Uh, I'm sorry. It's just become so ingrained in my upbringing and my culture that it's like if you don't smoke weed around me, then I'm just gonna be smoking weed all the time, which is interesting. But anyway, it's actually not interesting. I'm thinking about more profound green flags, green flags, film. Film is really big for me. If you like the form of the format of media that used to be popular film, I might like you. Red flags, I would say, um, not, uh, I'd say like being really quick to anger. Yeah, yeah. Always watch out for that. Well, it depends on, I guess, how you channel your temper. Like, are you kind of like 
Teresa Judaizing, like flipping the table over, angry? Are you having outbursts? Or are you like stewing in your rage for a long ass period of time, like angry? Which could be traced back to ye old communication or rather like how you're expressing or how you're grappling with your own emotions. You're like, you know, it's okay to be angry. Angry is, anger is a very normal human emotion, right? But like, how does one channel it or interact with it is yeah. what I'm hearing. Yeah, I mean, if you're an angry person, I want to know what your channel is. Like, do you have a relationship with professional wrestling or slamming? Or Dr. Phil. There's many ways that you can channel your anger via TV. Is that the reference? Is that the joke we're doing? TV. Are we doing TV jokes? Um, Well, you said professional. Oh, you mean like actually wrestling. I thought you meant like maybe watching WWE on Oh, yeah. I mean, either would be cool. channel. I want to go to like a smaller production of wrestling really badly. I've been wanting to. I just don't know exactly where they are in town. But yes. Okay. So. Red flags not being into wrestling. (laughs) Having... Uh, too many fingers, having not enough fingers. No, just kidding. That's a brain flag. <laughs> too many fingers, however. And um, I'd say one thing to really watch out for is um, if they keep a clean inbox, if they delete messages on their phone, if they delete photos from their phone, if they keep their space clear, they're insane and they need to be put down. And they're probably a vampire. That took an extreme turn. I thought you were going to be like, people need to have no... I, I left my last place of appointment with 300 emails in my inbox. Nice. Whoops. It happens. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's okay. For, that's a green flag. It's a, it's a green flag. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cracked phone screen, green flag. <laughs> um, bite claw marks on your forearms, green flag. From a twink. Yeah, well, I mean, I have, I can't show it, but I think it's mostly healed. I had a twink bite over here. I would show, like, you can't probably, even so, I mean, you could tell it's a twink bite by the small jaw, by the small teeth marks. Um, the pointy canine. And the pointy canine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I see. Okay, yeah, this is painting a great picture. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, you know, if, I want to hear about yours. I, yeah, good question. I mean, green and red flags, you can have them, like, idealistically, right? But also, like, some are rooted from experience, I imagine. Or, like, you learn a flag from from encountering it. And you can also have flags that you just, you know, imagine, maybe, or that you hold as values. I won't date a masked person who doesn't like lady pop singers and mm-hmm. thinks that they're bad music. I can't do that. Does that come from experience? It does. I mean, there was this really awful anti-Lana Del Rey uh, like, essay that my ex-husband wrote that was just so dumb. He wrote? Yeah. Authored? He, wrote it. he tried, yeah. And released into the world? <sighs> I think it was released in a blog. Mm. <clears throat> anyway. Okay. Um, yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Green flags, a sense of humor... Love to laugh, love to hee hee ha ha, chuckle and chuckle. A cha cha. A cha cha. Um, I like a, a green flag. Also, I think mine often are romantic and non-romantic. Like I have the same flags. There's a lot of overlap for me. Like a green flag for a friend is usually a green flag for a boyfriend, probably. Um, you know, I like people that are affirming. 
not in a fake way, but it's nice to receive an affirmation every now and then to hear how how great of a job you're slaying. That's yeah. nice to hear. Yes, absolutely. Um, red flags. Mm. Well, it's just kind of like the opposite of your green flags, right? Someone that would maybe actively put you down or someone that would not uh, affirm you or uplift you. I like a, you know, um, initiative is fun. I like to exchange energy, you know? It's nice to like play off of energy of like, okay, you suggest where we go, I suggest what we're doing, you suggest the time, I suggest how we're getting there. It's kind of like a nice flow or a vibe is fun. You know, those are kind of hard to qualify or quantify vibes. Um, but I know that we both got good ones. <laughs> um, yeah, I think those are some of mine. And, but I don't know, I don't think I've dated enough to really have experiential green or red flags, to be honest. Yeah, I know there's many more. I just have such a bad memory. Um, That's a red flag for me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I know. Understandable. Um, they've got to be able to listen to you complain about stuff. That's really important. Got to be able to listen to your hot takes. Mm -hmm. And if their hot takes are really bad, that's a obvious. You know. I just feel like this uh, the topic of dating and love, which is a big precipice of our podcast, is so different for queer and trans people, which as we've made clear from the very beginning how queer, feminist, fierce, countercultural our work, our podcast aims to be, but this topic of green and red flags, I just feel like everything's always different for our communities. Everything's kind of a blur. Um, yeah, I don't know, because like no friends of your own, no social life is both a green and a red flag for me. It's like more room in your life for my friends and my social life, but then it's also like, is that what you really want? Right. Yeah. That is a red flag for me. It's like someone that wants to replicate cis heteronormativity. And not have any friends anymore. That's what they want. Like, it's seriously it. It's like you're allowed to have another couple who are your friends whom you hang out with once or twice a month. And that's the friendship that you're, like, allowed, basically. Yeah, that ain't cool with me. Nah. Um, wow, juicy topics. I mean, we love the questions. Clearly, we have a lot to respond to them. We have a few more, but I think we might need to take a little break before we jump into more questions. Give me something to break. A Kit Kat? Is that what that Kit Kat yes, logo I'll say, is? Yeah, so yeah. Okay. Yeah, Kit Kat used to have a hyphen in it. It's a Mandela effect. Mm. They took it out. It was in the old universe. See you soon. See you soon. And we're back. We are. Back from our break. Back from our break. But oh, not yeah. from my breakdown. That's constantly going on. Yeah, there's no reprieve from the breakdown. I hope there is, but um, not currently. Mm -hmm. But you know, actually, never mind. We'll stop talking about that. Let's get back to some very fun questions. You're back with us at Talk Ship Get Hip Radio. It is radio, because it's a special edition today. We're just kind of having fun, taking our leisurely time on, with check-ins and also engaging with these fabulous questions. Isn't that fun? Yeah, we have a single mom locked in like a weird cage and we've been forcing her to drink water so she can win a Nintendo Wii and I'm sure nothing bad will happen. You know, we, 
as queer people, we have been uh, making jokes or stories, uh, folklore about people locked for a while. I watched Pink Flamingos again recently, <laughs> and you know, the, a, a big point of that plot is uh, that there are women or people who birthing people who are locked in a basement. And so <laughs> you saying that made me think of that. And how, I mean, John Waters was making comments and narratives about that. So why can't my sister on our podcast? There you go. No one was even questioning that. I guess I was questioning that. <laughs> You're like, why do we do this? I don't know, because it's our own like graphic, egregious parody of the life that was that of which we are forced to live an alternative of anyway. It's like the life that we're not allowed to have. So you may as well look at it as a weird prison where you're forced to have a bunch of fish babies, amphibious babies, because of your dolphin husband. Right. And you have to make your dolphin husband like a casserole every night or something. Mm -hmm. And he's always putting you down. And um, yeah, and being gone long nights. Yeah, it's hard out here. Yeah. It's hard out here to be. It's not easy being green. It's not easy being green. It's not easy being green. It's not easy um, communicating with dolphins. Yes, but it is easy to communicate with our lovely, lovely talk ship get hip listeners and viewers and audience members. Absolutely. Because you can reach us and we can reach you back through an episode. And here we are. We have a trilogy of questions brought to us by the one, the only, beloved listener and also cherished member still of the Portland drag community and scene, even though she's not here currently, Average Levine. Thank you, Average, for your lovely questions, your triptych of questions. This is really fun. If you have questions for us too, I'm sure that we will answer them to your complete satisfaction, which is why we encourage you to write in. Right. I wish I was part of the drag scene when Average was... Uh, here, I think I entered as as Average was leaving or as maybe already left. But. Oh, yeah. In the old days, we would all perform at Crumple and... Um, Go back to our episode with Miss Celine Latrine if yeah. you would like to know what establishment <clears throat> is Crumple. Code I feel word. like a few places have been codenamed Crumple now. I feel mm. like Crumple gets... is Crumple is a chain at this point. Mm. <laughs> I liked the old Crumple designs. The new ones are so dystopian looking. Yeah, they made them all gray. So yeah, they have like they, retro 90s. Right, they used to have golden arches and now they're all gray. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anywho, Average Levine sent us wonderful questions. And let's read this first of three. Oh! The curse of... The curse of the Titanic. The curse of Crumple. <laughs> um... Average writes, hey, babes, how do I find love in a landlocked state when all the good romance happens in the seas? A very timely and relevant question to our podcast. What, do you, what say you? Have you ever been in a landlocked state or a landlocked state of mind? Um, you know, I have never lived in a landlocked state. I've only ever lived here in Oregon and in California. Um, I've Famously on the West Coast, both of those states. Yes, 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 right there. That's the whole little stretch of coast um i mean it's it's really hard because like um you can't i don't know if they have any water parks that you could go to or uh facilities where you could meet someone but even so like you're going out of your way to go to a place and you're setting up an expectation that you're going to go to the aquarium and you're going to meet you know 
a porpoise or a cephalopod or something. And um, it's really difficult. Um, the One thing that I like to do is get a big thing of cotton candy and then accidentally, oops, drop it into their tank, <laughs> into their enclosure. <laughs> and then when you go down to get it, the dolphin intern will come up to take a bite and you can kind of a lady in the tramp the whole operation. So are you implying that Miss Average Levine was asking how she could find love with a porpoise? <laughs> I do not think that was her original question. However, I do like kind of the direction of where this is going, which is if you are feeling landlocked or in some ways, you know, uh, depri deprived of water, that there's other ways to incorporate water elements into your life, right. such as going to a river, a lake, an aquarium, Dating with another human, I would say, or meeting another human there, or maybe dating a water sign. Mm -hmm. You know, have someone that uh, brings that wateriness into your life, which the water signs are. Yeah, Pisces, of which the Jack Nicholson, Tim Burton interpretation of the Joker was. Um, what are the other ones? Cancer, Fishtail. Cancer, of course, Cancer. Is it still Cancer season? Yes, it is, ah. as at the time of recording. We love you, Cancers. If you have a Cancer birthday, happy Cancer season, which will definitely have been ended, will be over by the time this episode airs. Possibly, yeah. Um, I actually, I always get the elements mixed up because I always, I think Pisces, in my head, I don't is think... Pisces air? Maybe. But it's a fish. I know, but I think that's what makes it a little funny. Oh. Oh, no, you were right. It is. Pisces is a water sign. Okay, okay. <laughs> and Scorpio is. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. And Cancer was. I was and Cancer, right, yeah. Right. All right. Well, um, I hope that's helpful for number one, mm -hmm. Average. Thank you for, again, for this triptych. Let's see if we can offer more really great advice um, <laughs> for the second of third questions. Average writes, another question. What similarities are there between the love boat and Sweet Life of Zach and Cody on deck? <clears throat> are, you are you familiar with the second uh, media franchise or television show that okay. Average is referencing? So Sweet Life of Zack and Cody was not even Stevens, which is the one that Shia LaBeouf was from. Which one was Zack and Cody? That one was with the twins, and uh, their names are... Zack and Cody? On the show, I think they're last... Cole... Sprouse, one of them is named Cole, maybe Cole okay. and Dylan Sprouse. I okay, think. okay, that sounds right. They're those other blonde twins, or not other blonde, but very Disney. It's very even Stevens. Yeah, yeah. Vibes. I was recently watching um, a really interesting piece of recently post 9 11 media that was all of the Disney stars, including a super young Shia LaBeouf, talking about patriotism and the 4th of July and the American flag, and it's wild. Jamie Lynn Spears talks about how, like, every time she sees an American flag on a fire truck, she's just, like, blown away by it, and it's beauty. It's really wild. That's the closest thing I have to, like, I don't know. I actually think I may have seen an episode of Sweet Life, Zack and Cody on deck, and there's definitely a lot of confluence in the way of there's classic comedy gags like people falling into things or people getting a pie in the face or a cake in the face. So I'd say that's a running similarity. What do, what do you think? 
Yeah, I mean, this was a little bit during my time as a youth that was still watching like Disney Channel. Um, and the, you know, on deck, it's one of those spinoffs, right? So right. Sweet, Life and Zach, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody was about a hotel, I believe, which right. is a pretty poignant point because cruises are essentially, you know, mega hotels, luxurious places on water, on just going along. But maybe the other similarity is the celebrity guest appearances. Maybe that happened on, on that show as well. But I don't know. I guess the similarity is that they're just both goofy. Weren't they always trying to kill their butler? Yeah. Wasn't that like a running gag? They're always trying to like electrocute the butler in some sort of like home alone sort of way. Right. Well, yeah. there's a difference as, you know, the youth, uh, the sweet life is youth centric. And right. the core crew of our beloved love boat is more adult. I guess. Maybe pulling less pranks or devious schemes such as plotting murder. Right. Um, but it's quite yeah. fun to compare and contrast two media projects. So thank you for this question, Miss Levine. Yes. But there's one more. Ooh, one more Levine question. She leaves us with, mm. okay, last question, I think. If you had to cast your own version of The Love Boat with Portland Queens, we can extrapolate to maybe mean kings and performers and artists as well, who would make it on the ship? Fabulous question. Uh, yes. Who comes to your mind? Um, well, first I want to clarify, when we say cast, we mean like on an episode of The Love Boat, I mean, maybe we mean we're going to cast the core crew, you know, we have a core crew of five, as we know, on The Love Boat. I would love to see Valerie DeVille captaining a ship. She would go right into that iceberg field. She knew, she would be like, I can handle it. So we're casting Valerie DeVille as Captain Steubing? I think so. Okay. Do you I am not boarding that ship, but okay, we can continue <laughs> with this uh, with this idea. Um, uh, I don't know. I just kind of think I think all of the people in our scene would make lovely guests on an episode of The Love Boat. I mean, that's kind of why we started the podcast is because we wanted to bring people as guests on our podcast because we think they're interesting and fascinating and compelling. And similarly, I think they would be amazing if they were transported back into the the seventies and went on the show. Is, it, is our reboot happening in real time, or like in 2020? I think it has to happen in current times. Okay. So it's like... So we throw twice as much plastic into the ocean. Uh, and... Um, well, Celine Latrine, to name people that are already in our universe mm -hmm. on the podcast would be a great um, addition. Um... Let's see, who would be a great cruise director? Who's someone that kind of keeps us in the drag scene on, on direction? Maybe Miss Sugarpill. I think Sugarpill would be a lovely Julie. I could see that. I could totally see that. Hmm. How about Gopher? Maybe a king who's a little goofy. Um, or maybe isn't goofy. We could recast. Um, I'm thinking, I'm switching characters now, but I'm, I'm thinking of our friend Wolfgang X. Mm -hmm. I believe is now exclusively going by Wolfgang X. You know, as artists, we have many names sometimes. As Doc. As, as Antimex as Doc. Mm -hmm. That would be cool. I could see that. Yeah, I could definitely see that. We need to diversify our cast now. We just casted. Um, I know, we're just thinking about. Um, there could be. <clears throat> 
I could see who's going to be the person shoveling the passengers <laughs> into the coal fire. That would be you. We all know I you would gleefully see, do that. That could see me, maybe Sue from corporate doing that. Mm, mm. Yeah. I could see, um, let's see, who, who, who else are our friends, soon to be former friends I could think of who would be good additions to the show. Right. This is a great list. I mean, it's really, we're basically hinting at people that we have or are planning on inviting onto our podcast. Um, so we love that, this double promotion. And of course, we'll cast Average Levine on the podcast, or on of our course. reboot as well. Absolutely. Our reboot. Our reboot. As I often say with a Canadian accent, <laughs> boat and bout. Boat. <laughs> Boot. Yes. Um, yeah, stay tuned for our maybe TV reboot, but I would love, we're manifesting, speaking things out into the, to the podcast now, some theatrical... A theatrical reboot. Mm -hmm, recreations of episodes, of, of moments, or just our own, our own little 60-minute universe of The Love Boat on stage. One night only, episodic recreations of The Love Boat. That sounds pretty cute. Yeah, fill out the Google form in our bio. Just kidding, we don't have that yet, but... In the future, we would. I'm sure you could get on. I'm sure you have quite a chance. I can make you a star at cha cha. <laughs> and Romy's at cha cha comes out again. I can't. That's um, my new thing. Right. Well, mm -hmm. thank you, Miss Levine, for your questions, and thank you to our earlier submission for your lovely question as well. If you have questions, inquiries, comments for your girls, then please send them to us at talkshipgethip at gmail .com. Send them to us on DMs. Romy's managing our Twitter. Although I've heard Twitter is actively falling apart at time of recording? It's falling apart, but we go down with the ship over here. I am enjoying the increasing privatization of Twitter by way of everyone leaving. Um, it just means that I have less awkward conversations that start with, so I saw your Twitter. And there's this new one, Threads now? Threads. Everyone's on Threads. Hmm. I haven't made a Threads yet. Oh, God. I have to do that. I can't manage anymore. Um, Too much work. Yeah, send us your inquiries and we will respond to them. We had kind of a, a fun mega catch-up day of responding to all the inquiries we've received thus far. And maybe we'll receive more and do another mega respond. Or maybe we'll sprinkle them in to our normal episode. This was an atypical episode as we did not review an episode of The Love Boat. As you may have noticed. <laughs> as you may have noticed. We just got so engrossed with our check-in and with these lovely questions. Yes. So the mega check-in episode is something that could happen periodically. Um, no secret, we're tooling with the formula. Ergo, we would love to hear from you. Write us. Ask us things. They can be anything. It can be um, where that finger you lost went. We'll leave you with that mystery. Tune in again next week for another episode of Talk Ship Get Hip. Thank you for joining me, sister, and see you later. Au revoir. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Talk Ship Get Hip. You can find us online, and don't hesitate to reach out with any nautical inquiries. Catch you next week. Bye. Bye.